So he sends the package over. On it, it says Jeff, and in quotations, it says Dick Tune. <laughs> this effing guy, right? <laughs> How did he know that was your middle name? Well, no, he messed up. <laughs> he misspelled he- Keith. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a sugar product? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 284 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Well, this week is a little bit different. We're recording way earlier than we normally do, and that's because I'm heading to Vegas. Well, we're recording on Saturday. When normally we record on Thursday, but I am leaving for Vegas tomorrow morning, which would be Sunday at 3 a.m. So because of that, we don't want to chance a Skype call and we are the Cal Ripken of Wrestling Figure Podcasts. We have a streak that I don't want to break and I know you don't want to break it. So we don't want to chance technical difficulties causing us to lose that streak. So we're recording early and I think it's going to be okay. I think it should be a fun show. We've got a lot planned. I've got a Miami Cola bank sitting next to me that I'll be drinking during the show. I had some coffee earlier, so hopefully I don't just go into uh, crash mode during the show today. Should be a lot of fun, and Jeff, just wanted you to know, I'm going to SummerSlam. You got your tickets, huh? Yeah, Eddie jumped on yesterday, and because he missed the pre-sale. Uh, they did the pre-sale, he wasn't able to get in. I think he was in the queue, but he never got in to actually get the tickets, so he missed out on the pre-sale, but yesterday was able to get in. And got us nosebleeds. And I just got to say, Ticketmaster, screw you. Seriously, $50 seats, and they tacked on $30 in service charges. You don't provide that great of a service to hit me with a $30 service charge. That's an elite and a half, okay? That's an elite figure and a half that you just charged me for a service charge when you're doing absolutely nothing. So, screw you, Ticketmaster. But, to spin it back to positive... I'm going to SummerSlam. And I wanted to mention, unfortunately, Jeff, you are not going to SummerSlam. No, as I have mentioned on the show, and actually going back to our money episode that we recorded two days ago, I am helping out with medical bills and we are doing stuff to the house. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just kind of have to start putting stuff ahead of other stuff that you used to do. And for example... Medical bills kind of tower over going to SummerSlam. And plus, also, I didn't plan on going to any shows this year. I wasn't planning to start doing that again until next year. But, like, I don't know if I'm going to be going to as many shows like I was doing. You know, I was going to Mania. I was going to All Out. I was going to Double or Nothing. And now it's like, okay, maybe I should just do WrestleMania and one of either All Out or Double or Nothing. Or NJPW. I would love to go to Japan. You totally should, dude. You're like one of the biggest NJPW fans I know. You need to work in a trip for that January event. 
We'll see. We'll see. You totally should. But I did want to announce that, unfortunately, since you're not going, that means that we will not be doing a fully posable meetup. However, Eddie and Adam are both going to SummerSlam. So we will have... I'll represent fully posable in spirit, but we will be having a drunk wrestling history meetup after SummerSlam at Mandalay Bay. Watch our social media, basically right after SummerSlam, and we will let you guys know which bar in Mandalay Bay we're heading to. I guess that's the the casino or the hotel that's closest to Allegiant Stadium. Yes. And so Eddie just decided that's where we're going to do it. So right after SummerSlam, head to Mandalay Bay. We'll let you guys know on social media which bar we're at. Come hang out, have drinks, talk wrestling. We'll discuss the SummerSlam card and whatever surprises happened. And Fully Posable will be there in spirit. Jeff, I might even get you on FaceTime. Oh, okay, sweet. Hopefully there's a lot of uh, fig lifers going to be going there. Oh, for sure, yeah. That want to drink with you. Yeah, definitely. Even if you don't want to drink, come hang out. Let's shoot the stuff. We'll chit-chat. Um, yeah, Fig Life is absolutely invited to this thing. You don't have to be a Drunk Wrestling History fan or listener to show up. If you're part of the Fig Life, if you're listening to Fully Posable, please show up. Let's chat. Let's bro hug. We finally have things opened up again. It feels like we're getting back to some sense of the new normal. So I'm excited and I can't wait to do meetups again. Can't wait to do wrestling events again. And Jeff, autograph signings again. Yeah, I know. There's already three signings that have already popped up. For example, when this show drops on 627, I will be meeting Million Dollar Man. And I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i already got the card case signed, but I want to get his Chase Legends signed. So I'm going to be doing that at Grape City Con in Lodi, California. And then on August 8th, Penta will be signing autographs. So I'm going to be getting a couple of autographs from him. I will get be getting the boss fight signed. I'll be getting the AEW figure signed. And then at the end of August, Jake Roberts is going to be at Silicon Valley Con. So I'm going to head there and I'm going to get a card case signed by him and maybe a couple other things. We'll see. We'll see what prices are. But as of right now, those are the stuff that I'm going to be getting signed by these guys. I'm kind of curious how the paint pen transaction is going to work, right? Because the way we used to do it is you had your big bag of paint pens, get them all tested before you reach the talent. You hand them the paint pen that you want them to sign in or you give it to their handler. They hand it to the talent. Then it's signed and your pen is handed back to you. Well, I don't know what kind of procedures or policies are going to be in place about exchanging stuff like that. I mean, you're going to be exchanging the figure, to get signed so why can't you do a paint pen with it i'm not really sure if there's a difference there but i'm kind of curious how all that is going to play out so far so good from what i've heard a couple of friends went to the sammy Guevara signing okay they they handed him the paint pen he signed so the when i say sammy Guevara signing he was signed out in a city called roseville california which is about an hour about an hour and a half north of us is this the same place as doing the penta i think so Oh, okay, cool. Well, that's I, good, man. I hope they get a run of AEW talent in there. It'd be sweet. Anyways, Penta's going to be there. Sammy Guevara took the paint pen from my buddy. He signed it. He did that with a couple other people's figures. So, so far, so good. At least with Sammy Guevara, it was no problem. We'll see how it goes with other people. Awesome. I can't wait to get back into the swing of events and autograph signings. And I talked to Hova, and all I said was, dude... Tell me you got SummerSlam tickets. Hova's not going to SummerSlam. Hova is not, huh? Hova is not. And I told him, Hova, you might have just ruined the entire summer with that news. 
(laughs) (laughs) Totally just kidding with him. I understand why he's not coming out, but it was one of those things he said he can't do or he can't warrant going to just an event. Like there's no autograph signings around it, right? Because there's no access, at least that they've announced yet. So I told him, dude, now I'm totally hoping that they announce an access so I can start to twist your arm a little bit and get you to go. So I guess the jury's out. Maybe if they announce an access, Hova's going to bless us with his presence in Vegas. You know, we'll wait and see what happens. But I'm really hoping they add an access. We know that they're adding an NXT event. But if they can put an access in with the SummerSlam event, oh man, that would just check all my boxes for like the perfect Vegas trip. Game on, huh? Game on. <laughs> I've got Candy Apple Crisp, the correct candy apple crisp now unlike last week where i ordered that caffeine free shit (laughs) damn it oh dude who puts caffeine free bangs out oh yeah bang yeah (laughs) what the hell that's a nice warm can of what the hell oh dude have you ever drank a warm bang no i would never do that dude you have to lick your own butt to get the taste out of your mouth dude it's disgusting i'm I don't need to drink something nasty to do that. That We call that recording night on Drunk Wrestling History. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a standard Friday night for us drunk wrestling historians. <laughs> hey, guys, look what I can do. What classifies you guys as historians? We're old and we've watched a lot of wrestling. All right. Well said. You, you got me on that one, dude. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I've got the correct candy apple crisp. I'm ready to go for this show. You can get any of our shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees or WhatAManeuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on FullyOpposablePodcast.com or head on over to Podbean, and you can go all the way back to 2016, Episode 1. And it was interesting. But you can go back and listen to any of our episodes. You can listen to any of the ones that we've had Marty DeRosa on. Those are fun. Any of the ones that Breaker's been on where he told Harley stories, those are fun, fun listens. Head on over to Podbean where you can listen to those. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate review on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, we were talking, we didn't do any toy spotting in the one or two days that we have actually had between recordings. So um, I do have a funny story. Remember how I was telling you that Steve from PPW picked up a Vader for me and he sent it to me and I was told him, I was like joking around. I was like, yeah, I'm going to pick up all the Vaders that are on the pegs in the Bay Area and Illinois. Wait, Steve from PPW bought you a Vader figure? I paid him back because at the time, that's when Vader first hit the shelves. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So he sends the package over. On it, it says Jeff, and in quotations, it says Dick Toon. (laughs) This effing guy, right? (laughs) How did he know that was your middle name? Well, no, he messed up. He misspelled he, Keith. He should, <laughs> which is my correct real name, but he put Dick for something. <laughs> See, what he messed up on is he forgot to put Jeff. I may not hit the bottom, but I can stretch out the sides tune. He misspelled it like completely, dude. Wow. What? <laughs> wow. What? What? I... Big as a soda can, wide as a tuna can. <laughs> Yeah, but this guy puts Jeff Dicktoon. <laughs> I love it. 
You gotta love when you're getting ribs from your listeners and your um your podcast buddies. Yes. Right? That's just fun. That's all in good spirits. Like Steve's a hell of a dude. He sent that's so funny he sent you a Vader because you're right. When Vader first started hitting pegs, like that was a massive deal to find him. We were so certain that he was gonna be short packed and it was gonna be impossible to find. And here we go with Harley again. Well, now he's warming pegs countrywide. So that that's just hilarious, dude. Yeah, I wanted to tell that story because I had forgotten about that. Did you pay him, uh, what was it, cost plus shipping? Yeah, of course. Of course. What a guy. Yeah, because as I said, I was planning on picking up a couple Vaders. And yeah. when he picked me up the Vader, that was my second one. So I was like, okay, cool. I've got one to open, one to keep in the package. But then I made that joke on the show. I've got to start collecting all the Vaders because I'm going to be damned if it s- sits on the pegs. Well... I'm going to go broke trying to collect all that. So, and, and now that <laughs> yeah. signings are starting to open up, I might need to hold off on saying that again. Yeah. And we've got news upcoming, Jeff, where our fears about the legends line going away because of the peg warmers. We were kind of worried that too many peg warmers leads to the cancellation, much like the Tito Santana figure did for the hall of fame line. We were kind of worried that the Heenan invader figures might kill the legends line, but it looks like our fears were unfounded. Thankfully, and that Legends line is going to continue. Spoiler alert, we'll get to that in the news. Um, my fear, though, is revolving right now around the Brutus Beefcake figure. Still, I keep checking Target, and that Brutus still says pre-order sold out. And apparently that one's going to be online only. I don't want the DDP, but I need two of those Brutus figures. And I'm starting to get a little concerned. I don't blame you. Um, I haven't heard anything. Hopefully, and if anybody has heard anything, uh, please feel free to share it. So, but yeah, same here, dude. I'm a little nervous. I told you to don't not to be nervous because Amazon's going to get it. And I think it was Tim that was telling you that Amazon would get it or someone would get it. Yeah. But my fear is that in case they don't, then that Brutus figure is going to go through the roof because the only people that got him were the target pre-order people. And that's great if you got it, but now it's just that that Harley hysteria that starts to kick in, right? Like, that's a figure I really want, and I want two of them so I can open them both, get the tag belts off, and then I'll have just an extra Brutus laying around, I guess. But it's going to look great next to the Greg Valentine Legends figure that came out. They're going to be rocking those 85 tag team titles. But now I'm worried I'm not even going to be able to get one. It's just that fear of, okay, if Amazon doesn't get it, or another online retailer doesn't get it, I'm totally screwed. I've got to bank on what Tim said that Amazon's going to get them. Yeah. They got the Royal Rumble figures. They were target exclusives at one point. Amazon got them. Same with the Legends. But we haven't seen Legends pop up anywhere else yet. And that's where I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Fingers crossed, yeah. If if anybody has any news regarding him or has heard anything, send it on over, DM us, whatnot. Anyways, Scott, speaking of the news, we got to jump into that, dude. Let's go talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, it is that time of the year where we start to see lists pop up. And what I mean by that is we start to see future waves start to pop up on lists and people will start to put them together and it pops up. Now, we don't know if these are legit. That's the thing is we see these lists pop up but we don't know if they are legit until it's confirmed. Yeah, it's just rumor at this point. And you start to see quite a few of these pop up now because we're getting closer to San Diego Comic-Con. Right. 
some lists just popped up yesterday, right after we recorded yet on Thursday, on Friday, these lists started to pop up. So we're going to read these lists. And then when these series do come out, we will compare them back to the list to see how accurate these lists are. As we get closer to San Diego Comic-Con, of course, we will see how accurate they were. So a Billy Gunn figure popped up on Twitter yesterday. On the back of the card, it showed Legend Series 12. It showed Junkyard Dog, Kevin Nash, Roddy Piper, and Billy Gunn, as I had mentioned. Billy Gunn was in his DX Army outfit. And you're going to start to see a theme as I continue to go down this list. Yeah, think WCW invasion angle from that Monday Night Raw when DX invaded Nitro. That's what the Billy Gunn is based on. Now, as I said, I'm going to continue down this list and it's more legends. Well, can we pause real quick and talk about that Billy Gunn figure? Yeah, let's do it. So they showed the back of the card, right? And they showed JYD. So I'm going to say right now, I hope he's in his baby blue tights. Yep. I'll, I'll accept red but we've already gotten the white tights, but I would love to see JYD in the baby blue. Yep. Nash, I don't have a preference. We've seen what the Billy Gunn looks like. Now, Roddy Piper, correct me if I'm wrong, black t-shirt on the back of the package, it looks like? Yep, that was it. So I'm thinking WrestleMania 8 versus Brett? Possibly. That's a great call. Okay. Okay, so that could be that Legend series. I'm keeping my fingers crossed on JYD. Because I really want to be uh, JYD in the baby blue tights. I think that would be awesome. Billy Gunn was wearing a DX shirt. He had the camo hat with the leaf shrubbery. Shrubbery. <laughs> we demand a shrubbery <laughs> uh, sticking out of the helmet. That was the Billy Gunn. It looked cool. It really did. Yeah. And also surprising they can do Billy Gunn considering he's in AEW. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, there's another name coming up too where you're going to be like, Really? They could still do figures to him? Yeah. Legend Series 13. The Hurricane. Awesome. Ca- Cowboy Bob Orton. Oh, that one's awesome. Jake Roberts will be the variant. Okay, so that's the name. How yep. are they able to do a Billy Gunn and a Jake, considering both guys are under the AEW umbrella? That's a great question. Unless they're le- Unless they have a legend? I don't know, dude. Yeah, like their their WWE Legends deal hasn't expired yet. Like it's still ongoing. So they're just going to keep pumping out merch of those guys. And last in Legends Series 13, Triple H, who will be in the DX Army outfit. Mm Mm-hmm. And now you see the trend developing. There was no pictures of any of of these guys. The only picture that was shown was that Billy Gunn. Legends Series 14, China, the DX Army outfit. Mm Mm-hmm. Road Dog. DX Army outfit. Mean Mark Callis. Wow. Our our first ever attempt at Mean Mark Callis. This is great. I love it. That's such a bold move. Like, let's see how this plays out, Cotton. (laughs) And Edge. He will be the variant in Legend Series 14. Dude, I'm going to pause right there. You know what's funny is when I saw the list of Legends, I got that, oh, cool. You know, like, Oh, what if this is accurate? This is cool. I can't wait to see it. Like me and Mark Callis. I got so excited because this is the first ever me and Mark Callis. Exactly. Legends series 13. Hurricane. I'm still a Hurricane fan. They always do well on Hurricane figures. I'm excited to see the Hurricane. Same thing with Cowboy Bob Orton. 
that Legends Series 12, JYD I'm excited for. It's funny, dude. The Legends are the ones I pop for, dude. I get so excited for these figures. Yeah, we had that talk. Like, we're not getting excited about current stars. It's always the Legends figures that we get most pumped about. And look, Mattel has peg warmers in the Legends line, but they know where the money's being made and where a lot of collectors are putting their money towards. And that is the Legends line of figures. So keep them coming. We'll keep buying. And the last Legends series that they showed off, Farouk, Bradshaw. So they've already done APA. They could be doing Acolytes. That very well could be because Ron Simmons and the Acolytes was not Ron Simmons. He was Farouk still, correct? Uh, yes. Good call. And what, what did they call JBL? Bradshaw? Yeah, I think it was Bradshaw. Okay, that's going to be the Acolytes for sure. X-Pac in DX Army. And there it goes. That rounds it out. And Andre the Giant, who will be the variant. And it's funny, too, because I'm like, ooh, which Andre are they going to do? Like, which look are they going to go with for Andre? Right. I was wondering the same thing about Edge from the last series that you mentioned. Like, they've done so many different Edges. Like, what era of Edge are they going to pull from? Same with Andre. You know, do you go 70s Andre, 80s face or 80s heel Andre? Uh, Andre in his suit? Like when he met Hogan on the Piper's Pit and ripped oh, off the good chain. Call. Yeah, good yeah, call. Yeah, they've never done that one before. So that would be a kind of a cool stab at a figure would be that. Yeah. And again, I'm going to go back to what I originally said. This is just list that popped up. We will compare it to what actually gets announced. I'm thinking this is all going to be announced at San Diego Comic-Con. So we'll see. So you know what would be cool? What? So Mattel has been making vehicles, right? They've done the Slambulance. They've done the red car that came with that brawn figure. They do a his tank? Oh, yeah, no. that would be cool. No. Oh. No. Oh, they do the Fall Guy truck. They do. What are kit. you drinking? What did you put in your bang? Oh, they do Kit from Knight Rider. Listeners, that, I'm so sorry. Is that, where you're, is that where you're going with this? He's short-circuited. <laughs> uh, that's not where you're going with that? Uh, no, nor do I want them to do a Dukes of Hazard car. Ooh. <laughs> Will you stop? Sorry, 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 sorry. The green Jeep, dude. The green Jeep from... Not Daisy's Jeep from Dukes of Hazard either. Uh, oh, no, that was white. That was white. Okay. Oh, the green Jeep from the DX Army. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Wow. Okay. List listeners, listeners. My bad. <laughs> That could actually be like a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive sort of thing. I don't think they're going that route with San Diego Comic-Con, dude. A little too obscure? Uh, I think they have something else in mind that's in a kind of wow us. Hmm. I hope so. Have you heard rumors? I've heard a couple things, but again, it, this is all hearsay. Okay. That's why I said this all at the beginning. These lists start to pop up as we get closer to San Diego Comic-Con. Anybody can put a list together, just type out a list and throw it up on the internet and everybody gets all bona fide, you know? But we don't know until they are announcing them at San Diego Comic-Con. Right, right. So again, these are just rumors. And it's fun. It's fun to read off these lists that do pop up because if true then we get excited. You know, we're all excited for the JYD. We're all excited for the Piper. We're all excited for the Hurricane, the Cowboy Bob, you know? So, but it's also fun to see these lists pop up and then compare them to what actually comes out. That's the fun part of collecting. Very true. Another list that popped up, Ultimate Editions. 
Now, these are series 11, 12, 13, and 14. So, Ultimate Edition Series 11, Kanan Undertaker. Ooh. I don't know what figures they're going with with those looks. I mean, Kane has been done 4,627 times. Approximately. Undertaker has been done 4,628 times. Roughly. Which ones are they going with on this one? Yeah, both guys had tremendous careers that spanned multiple decades. So, dude, yeah, what era do you pull from to make those two guys? Like, once Kane debuted, they were kind of connected at the hip for the remainder of their careers. So, oh, man, I, I, Kane would be awesome with a removable mask. That's going to be so cool to see which direction they go on that one. Right, right. WWE Ultimate Edition Series 12, Batista and Alexa Bliss. Now, Batista was very, I don't want to say plain. I mean, you can do the different heads, but he was just a trunks guy. Like, there was really nothing he wore to the ring as far as, like, outfits, maybe a jacket or something. Well, his tattoos changed over the years, so you would have different eras or versions of Batista. But I like where you're going with the alternate heads. Right, because then you could at least change up Batista's looks throughout the duration of his career. So you could have short-haired Batista. You can have Batista when he debuted with Evolution or with Brother Devon. You know, the only thing that would be not changing out would be his tattoos. Unless you did, like, arms, uh, different arms with different tattoos on there. But, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what they do with Batista. But I like your idea on the different heads to show different years of Batista. And Alexa Bliss, who knows which route they're going to go with that. They could do um, her as her character now with Bray. I think it's too soon. Nah, it's not too soon, dude. No, no, no. I mean, I don't know that they've had enough time to sculpt that character yet. Well, this is just a list. This is WWE Ultimate Edition Series 12, dude. They could... Oh, I see what you're saying. So she's still under production. Oh, I got you. I got you. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they have pictures of SDCC. Yeah, fingers crossed. Now, this one I got excited for because, of course, Legends. WWE Ultimate Edition 13, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. That's insane. Like, your mind starts to go crazy on, are they going to be matching from WrestleMania 1? Is it going to be their workout gear from one of those promo videos that they did? Like, the Hulkamania tank tops on each of them? Like, your mind just starts to go wild on which version is going to come out. And I'm loving the Mr. T's that Mattel has been pumping out. I'm loving the Hogan's that Mattel's been pumping out. These, man, I, I'm i going to be hard-pressed not to buy them both. On top of that, I'm going to be hard-pressed not to buy multiples of both because I'm going to want to have those opened up. Yeah, you'll definitely want them for WrestleMania 1. Yes, absolutely. And dude, how great would it be to get that Mr. T signed? It's got the nice big clear window on front. You can see the figure. You'd have the signature right over the top of it. That would be incredible. Well, some people have gotten the Brett signed from the Ultimate Editions, and they have gotten them in the uh, baby blue Posca over the pink, and it looks great. It pops off of there. Yeah, that's a good idea. And last one, WWE Ultimate Edition Series 14, Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. Now, Rey, they can just go to town on. Have fun with that one. Because you can... You can put them in 90 different outfits or 17 different heads or masks. Just go to town with it. Have fun on that one. Yeah, that's definitely almost like a -a Build-A-Figure at this point. Right. And then Roman Reigns, probably heel Roman, different looks, man bun, no man bun, you know, that type of thing. 
Yeah, can I point something out real quick on wweshop.com? Uh, sure, go for it. Kind of switching gears a little bit. They released wrestler shorts, and they've got like Hot Rod and um, just different wrestlers, but two caught my eye. And they're basically the same colorway as the wrestler that they're signifying. So like Hot Rod shorts are white, and it says Hot Rod across the front in like the traditional Hot Rod script. Well, there were two that caught my eye, like I said. One was Razor Ramon shorts that across the front now keep in mind this mostly going to be dudes wearing this these shorts across the front of the shorts it said oozing machismo <laughs> i don't know that a dude should wear shorts that has anything or ladies for that matter that should have anything to do with saying the word oozing <laughs> on the front of it better yet roman reigns shorts say head of the table across the front of them Oh, that is hilarious. Across the front of them. So, strange placement. Hilarious. If I see somebody wearing them, I'm going to lose it. You're one of the funniest (laughs) things I ever see. Hopefully somebody wears them to the drunk meetup at Mandalay Bay after SummerSlam. I may be wearing them. Okay, so I'm looking at them right now, dude. I had to check these out because I didn't even know about these. I just saw them yesterday for the first time. The funny one is, is Drew McIntyre says Big Daddy Claymore. Oh, I forgot about that one. Thank you. Right across the crotch. Well, yeah, that's the funny part is non-wrestling fans are going to see these shorts. Be like, dude, what's that all about? <laughs> right? What are you oozing? That's disgusting. Oh, these are hilarious, dude. Yeah, interesting choice, right? It yeah. was like they were trying to go with what Chalkline does. It seems maybe a little bit because they're like basketball style, like the mesh type shorts. Yeah. Hilarious. That is hilarious. They do have Chalkline shorts on here. I'm, I'm looking at those. Yes, they do. They do have Chalkline as well. Oh, man. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, great call on that. <laughs> Just wanted to bring that to your attention. Kind of funny. Yeah, nobody should have oozing on the uh, crotch of their shorts. Totally agree. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very unsightly. Uh, and I do have a little bit. We're, oh, let me ask first. Are you done with Mattel WWE? Yep, that's all the uh, quote-unquote rumored noise going on regarding future Legends and Ultimate Editions. Gotcha, and I wasn't going to introduce any other toy line news this week, but this one kind of caught my eye. Super 7 is going to do reaction figures, uh, and that's the three and three-quarter inch scale figures, of Jungle Cruise. And they showed two, and we know that The Rock is in that movie. So they did one of The Rock, who's packaged with like a tiger or something, and one of his female co-star, I believe, is Emily Blunt. And the, I think they're going to do other ones, but those are the only two characters that they showed. They're going to be available for pre-order next month. But I thought it was interesting. You can get Rock in three and three-quarter inch scale if that's something that interests you. Because they did him also in the G.I. Joe Retribution movie. Yep. And also, Jax did him in the Build and Brawls, which was in that three and three-quarter inch scale. So now you've got another rock. If you're a three and three quarter inch scale fan, you've got another rock that you can add to your collection. Right now, somewhere, Scott, the rock is eating. Yeah. Is Saturday is cheat day? No, usually Sundays. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So when this drops, rock will be having an epic cheat day. (laughs) I was actually talking to a couple people about that yesterday. They were unfamiliar with his cheat days and it's incredible the amount of food he puts away. But you know what? He probably doesn't even see an ounce of that hit his body. Oh, dude, his food bill must be through the roof, dude. Well, I mean, I'm not just talking like during like a normal day of the week. I'm talking like his epic cheat day. 
the amount of calories that he's consuming between like four pizzas and a, a dozen donuts and actually I take that back. I don't know if it's every Sunday he does that cheat day. Maybe like once a month or, you know, if he's training hard, it may be once every other month or something like that. Man, that lucky, gosh. But To be able to do that, like to be able to work out so much that you can do that, even if it is once a month, to be able to do that and not even have it like register in your body at all, like with an ounce of fat. Damn. Dude, you know what I was looking at as uh, his regular meal every single day? The amount of cod he eats, dude, I was ready to throw up, dude. Oh, was, really? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> cod is cod is disgusting. I don't care what anybody says. Cod is absolutely disgusting. And the fact that he eats that much, oh, dude, I want to puke just thinking about it. <laughs> but that's like the cheapest fish, right? Uh, it's the most disgusting fish. I don't know. Yeah, he should upgrade to salmon. He can afford it. I think he does have salmon somewhere in there, but the, the amount of cod... Anyways, Scott, we got to get over to the nostalgia segment. <laughs> well, let me, I just wanted to point out that Rock's a beast. I love The Rock. Scott, we need to jump over to WWE Elite Series 18. What do you say? Let's go talk about it. Scott, right now, somewhere The Rock is working out. <laughs> between okay. between segments, he went from eating cod to working out. So when we go into the next segment, you're going to say, Scott, somewhere The Rock is cashing a check. <laughs> oh, the amount of money that he just swims in like Scrooge McDuck. And he earns every cent. Scott, we are going to jump into WWE Elite Series 18. But before we go to do, of course, we want you guys to head on over to Wrestling Figure Database. We're over there. They have basically every single figure ever made. And they have it all broken down. And what we want you guys to do is head on over there. Click on WWE Elite Series 18. And we want you guys to follow along with Scott and I as we go down this list as we talk about these figures. So, again, that's Wrestling Figure Database dot com where they're updating it constantly a lot of fun over there you could get lost over there checking out all the figures wwe elite series 18 what you got yes sir mattel wwe elite series 18 consisted of brodus clay and he was packaged in his red track suit along with a fedora hat and a chain accessory and under the red track suit he was wearing his red singlet next up jerry the king lawler and he was wearing black tights and was packaged with a crown and a chest piece slash cape accessory. Next up, Rey Mysterio. And he was in his black and green gear. It was like a fluorescent green. And he was packaged with a yellow shirt and a mask accessory. Next up, Sin Cara. And he had a gold jacket accessory and was wearing his black, gold, and white tights. Next up, Undertaker. And this was a flashback to the Dead Man... American Badass gimmick. And he was wearing his big evil shirt and had a bandana accessory. And last up for Elite 18 was Wade Barrett. And he was wearing brown trunks and was packaged with his black jacket accessory. And Jeff, that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 18. I remember you needed Brodus Clay so bad. You were on the hunt for that figure. I loved Funkasaurus. Yes, you did. I loved his entrance music. So I'm going to ask you, was this your favorite figure in this series? It was. 
Yeah, I love it, dude. The whole tracksuit accessory, I love when they did that for Christian, and I love that they did it for Brodus Clay. And I don't know why. There was just something about Funkasaurus I just loved. Like, I totally got into the gimmick. The music was great. It kind of was a throwback to, like, Jai Soul Bro and Grab Them Cakes. Like, I just got into it. I dug it. I loved Funkasaurus. The gimmick was great. So I thought the figure was incredible. They totally captured Brodus Clay perfectly. He had the hat. He had the chain, the tracksuit. Absolutely loved it. Top notch, dude. That's my favorite figure in the set. Even over Jerry the King Lawler, huh? Yeah, that Lawler's really well done. It captures like later in his career Lawler. I think the accessory of like that chest piece that goes into the cape, like basically you just drop it over his head and it's all one piece, the cape right. and chest plate. Like I love that accessory. It's awesome. Um, actually, there's not really a bad figure in this set, to be honest with you. Wade is just so-so, but I wouldn't classify him as bad. Just kind of plain, really. Um, but all the rest of the figures in this set, outstanding. The Undertaker's great. The Sin Car is incredible. But there's just something about that Brodus Clay I just love. This series was so good that The Undertaker was the worst figure. I, mean, I shouldn't say worst. It was probably out of all these figures, out of these six figures, was probably my least favorite. Really? Over Wade Barrett? Wade Barrett I thought was great. The jacket really made it with the flower inside it in the pocket. Okay, yeah. It was a good accessory. I just thought the figure itself without the accessory was kind of plain. The way they dressed it up, I thought was really good. So this series was excellent. Yeah, it was really solid. Really solid. And go on to Wrestling Figure Database. You guys can see what we're talking about and how good this series was. I mean, Rey Mysterio, we got to get pumped up for Rey Mysterio, Scott. Kenny called us out on that. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, Kenny had a valid point. (laughs) Rey! (laughs) Kenny had a valid point. I'm kidding, Kenny. You know we love you over here, dude. But no, the Rey Mysterio is excellent. The Jerry the King Lawler, excellent. Brodus Clay, gimmick aside, guy aside, it was good. Sin Cara, good. Undertaker, good. Wade Barrett, really good. I, dude, this series from top to bottom was excellent. Like we were talking about two series ago, we were talking about how the f- first three figures, the two Kevin Nashes and the CM Punk were really good, but then you had Heath Slater with a bob cut. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah, it was a 50-50 set, but this is like a 100% set. Like every figure, well, I'm not crazy about the Wade Barrett, but it's a very solid set. So I did go on and I pulled the sold auctions. Now today is Saturday, June 19th. So I did pull the listings so far up to today. So Jerry the King Lawler, Last sold auction was actually yesterday's six eighteen for fifty one dollars. Really, fifty one? That's it. And it had twenty three bids. Wow. And I've got to be honest, I was shocked because I never found this figure in stores. Damn, is this one you're considering going back and completing? Uh, we'll see what auctions are on eBay and see if it's worth getting. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a great figure. It's definitely one you'd want to go back and take a look at. Maybe add it to the collection if you're missing it. And when this figure was thrown out, I never found it. But when you went onto eBay, the the prices were through the roof at the time. It was like 70, 80 bucks because people couldn't find it. Well, that's crazy. It's gone down given the state of the market. That's weird. Yep. Rey Mysterio last sold auction was actually on March 28th for $65. Okay. Sin Cara last sold auction. Now, I couldn't find one carded. I could only find them loose. So I had to pull the last loose sold auction. I didn't find one carded, but June 14th for $29.99 loose. Okay. So you got to figure at least 40 to 50 carded. 
Undertaker, last sold auction, June 5th for $93. Holy crap. 93 93 Wow. Okay. Wade Barrett, last sold auction, April 8th for $42.89. Okay. And Brodus Clay, last sold auction, June 18th for $27.50. Are you kidding me? So a loose Sankara sold more, <laughs> sold for more than Brodus Clay. Wow. So what you're saying is nobody really likes Brodus Clay. Yeah, he's not popular amongst the collectors, I guess. I would have guessed his figure at least up there in the 60 to $70 range. It's funny. When I was th- looking at this, I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh, Brodus will probably be in the, about the 50 to $60 range as well. Twenty-seven fifty, Scott. <laughs> I almost paid that much for that figure. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I found that at Dublin Toys R Us for you. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, you did get me that one. You're right. Yeah. Well, if you want to sell it. <laughs> I'm just asking what I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I would never part with that figure. He's a great addition to the collection. Outstanding figure. So I would say Jerry King Lawler was my favorite on this one. Great series. Excellent series. And as I said, gimmick aside on Brodus Clay, excellent figure. The red jumpsuit made at the top hat, the necklace, everything. I uh, thought it was a great figure. Yes. Three cheers for Elite 18. Well done. Very well done. Scott, we are going to go over to the listener segment. Yes, two days later, we have a listener segment. Look at that. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, since we are recording two days later, I had to kind of go back in to see if there was any questions that I may have missed or skimmed over when we were we didn't get to the listener segment for two weeks. So I did find one from Christopher Dean. Christopher says, hello, boys. Since you might be news deficient, he predicted the future. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a crystal ball? <laughs> How about a who did it better? With the now ubiquitous Cody Rhodes, since he had Jax, Mattel, and obviously Jazzwares figures, I think he deserves a deep dive. My picks are the Jax with his daddy, baby, and the bull rope. Mattel, the elite with the jacket and phantom of the opera face mask, and from Jazzwares, Star Trek Next Generation rare figure because I love how that show and Sir Patrick Stewart is one of my favorites. It brought back a lot of memories. I'll probably never see that figure, much less own it. Now the best of all three, the Jazzwares one because of the nostalgic Star Trek The Next Generation feels. Let me know what you guys think. Hmm. Man, I'm starting to feel bad because Cody Rhodes figures, honestly, I've never been like a huge Cody fan. So I've always kind of overlooked his figures. But I would agree with Chris. My favorite Cody out of the Jacks was the one that was packaged with Dusty. In the Adrenaline 2-pack. I would agree with you on that one. Okay, so now we're we're going into Mattel, and he did have quite a few out of Mattel, and I would have to say it would be his Elite Stardust figure. And that's mine, too. Okay. Okay, and I hate to be like, yeah, my favorite version of Cody would be Stardust, but it, I think they just nailed Stardust. Like, they always did a great job on Gold Dust, and they did a great job on Stardust as well. In fact, I think that was one of the figures we did um, a rating with, with the Chick Foley show, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that would be my favorite Mattel. I'm going to be honest with Jazzwares. I don't own any of them yet. I mean, I've seen them, but I haven't been able to actually hold them to be able to give a 
okay, I've seen this figure in person, so I can rate it as one of my favorites. I would have to go without owning any of them. I would have to go the two pack with uh, his brother, Dustin. And that's mine. Holy crap, dude. We're Are you kidding me? No, that's the three I was thinking about as I was reading the question. Okay. <laughs> I really love that one with Dustin. I did watch that match and his speech at the end. Oh, dude, that got me. If Of course, it was all planned out ahead of time, but the delivery was perfect. The moment, they captured it perfectly. So I think going off of what Christopher said with he's got feelings about the Star Trek shirt, I've got feelings about that match. So that two-pack resonates with me, so I would pick that as my favorite Cody from Jazzwares. Yeah, dude, we're three for three on this one, man. Holy crap. Wow, um, okay. No, I love the Stardust figure. In fact, when I met Cody, that was the figure I got signed nice. was the Stardust because it's it's so good. Like the face paint, the the two titles, the two penny tag title. I I love it. The outfit. Um, I don't remember much of his jacks because like you, Scott, like I wasn't the biggest Cody fan in WWE. I respect him a lot more now. But in his WWE Jacks days at the beginning, he was very vanilla. He was very plain. And like, I really didn't pay attention to much of his figures. I do, however, remember the one with Dusty because, well, of Dusty. Yeah, it was with Dusty, of course. I'm trying to think. Out of the three, I will say the Stardust figure was the best. Hmm. The Phantom of the Opera Mask was good. That was a good one. That was a good little touch. You know, when he had the he had the broken nose, wasn't it? Or a broken face or something like that? Yeah, he had a broken nose. And I think that's when he was wearing the bag over his head. And the figure came with the bag accessory too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, and you know what? We're going to make it a perfect four for four here. I'm going to go out of those three that we chose. I'm going to go Stardust as well. I do love the one that comes with Dustin that Jazzwares put out. But that Stardust figure just captured him perfectly. Thank you, Christopher, for your question that was sent in on May 20th. Oh, so wow. Um, it took us yeah, a while. It took us a little bit, but I, luckily I had that one saved up for instances like this. But I did reach out to the great Justin Summers, and I told Justin, I was like, hey, man, we got to record on Saturday. Scott's heading to Vegas. So Justin's like, I've got a question for you guys. So let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. I'll tell you one thing. This week has gone by so quick. It feels like just the other day I was sitting here in front of my computer and in front of my microphone recording my weekly question. Here's a question that I had for last week and I've had a little time to think on it. But if Celebrity Deathmatch was still a thing... What matches would you want to see? See, one crazy thing, and I don't know how big of a fan you guys are of this particular thing, not Celebrity Deathmatch, something else, but I just kind of realized that Celebrity Deathmatch is kind of like epic rap battles of history, and that's something I'm a huge fan of. It's just obviously in a different format, but it always takes two celebrities or historical figures and puts them against each other, and a lot of times there is something that connects them. They're either very similar or they're polar opposites. Or even it could be down to like their names are similar. Something like along those lines. There's there's some connection or like I said, polar opposites. And that's really kind of the same format Celebrity Deathmatch did. So I'm not going to mention it, but everybody's going to have their own two cents on it. There's definitely a lot of political answers. I'm not going to name any, but yeah, that would be a huge thing right now for Celebrity Deathmatch. Another thing, and it's somewhat wrestling related, and this might be only to pop myself, but 
how about Nick Gage versus Nick Cage? Put Nick Gage, who does real death matches, up against Nick Cage in a claymation death match. Maybe Toby Maguire versus Andrew Garfield versus Tom Holland. Battle of the Spider-Bands. And one last one, and this is one I've wanted to see from Epic Rap Battles of History. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone versus Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Those are some uh, suggestions for me. Now, what do you guys got? Once again, thank you for everything you guys do. You guys are awesome. Don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered, and I will take my answers off the air. Later. Justin, that's an awesome question, my friend. Thank you for getting that in this week for us. Uh, the first one I'm going to throw out, Jeff, and this is kind of the first one that popped into my head, and it's sports-related. Michael Jordan versus Isaiah Thomas. Oh, great call, dude. Those guys hate each other, so let's throw it on the death match. If anybody that has watched The Last Dance knows about that rivalry, so great yes. call on that. Great call on that. Um, I'm trying to think of, like... Celebrity death matches of rivalries like Eminem versus ICP or something like that. Oh, there you fun. go. That's a good one. Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. Oh, right there. Boom. McGuire and Canseco. And if you guys can, there's actually a YouTube video about how McGuire hates Canseco. He will not sign anything that has Canseco on it. There was a McGuire signing going on. It was a virtual signing. And I want to say this was sometime last year. In big block letters at the bottom of the email, it said, Mark McGuire will not sign anything with Jose Canseco on it. Wow. Damn, he hates that guy. But Canseco outed a lot of people in his book. Oh, I've got one, dude. Hogan and the truth. Oh. Not, not our truth, <laughs> but actually telling the truth. <laughs> All right. Well, in that vein, how about Hulk Hogan versus Bubba the Love Sponge? Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, and Bubba's wife can be special guest referee. Howard Stern and Chevy Chase back in the day. I think they're good now, but Howard Stern and Chevy Chase. Dude, Chevy Chase and anybody. That's true. Chevy Chase and an intern at SNL. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And to kind of tie it all back to wrestling, like we're going to take somebody who's deceased versus a fictional character. How about Andre the Giant versus Bigfoot? (laughs) That would be a good one. What about Motley Crue and hotel rooms? (laughs) Or Motley Crue and Kiss. Did they not like each other? Yeah. Do you remember in the dirt, uh, Doc McGee was introduced as Motley Crue's manager. And he was like, I've done this for this band and this band. He mentions Kiss and Mick Mars goes, I hate Kiss. I don't remember that. They didn't like Kiss, huh? No, dude. No, that'd be a good one. Motley Crue and Kiss. There you go. Four on four match. Interesting. So as I said, we are recording early. By the way, Justin, thank you for getting that question in. We appreciate you, man. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Now, this one was sent in in May 15th. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. Before I get into this week's question, though, Jeff, you need to get back into eating Oreos and peanut butter. Sorry to put you on the spot, man, but come on now. The first thing someone should do when they recover from being sick is eat all the junk food they can't, they had to miss out on. No, dude, because like when you throw something up and I, Scott, I don't know if you have this problem, but. Oh, I do. And I'll tell a story when you're done. Actually, you've thrown up Jaeger plenty of times, haven't you? I have, but Jaeger's that that thing I just I can't give it up, so I keep going back to it. Although I haven't had Jaeger in a long time. But no matter how many times I've gotten sick from it, I keep going back to it. However, 
Patron and tequila in general, I haven't been able to go back to it. And I'm talking, this was like 2003 that I had way too much, got sick from it, and I haven't really been able, since then, haven't been able to, been able to do any tequila. Maybe a couple here and there, but it's the smell of it alone that gets me right away. And earlier I was going to tell a story I kind of forgotten and I just remembered. I was at a gentleman's church in Vegas and they served me warm Jaeger. If you know anything about Jaeger, you know that Jaeger has to be served ice cold, like freezing temperatures in order for you to be able to to drink at least for me. They served they ran out of the cold. They poured like four shots. Two of the four were cold. I got one of the warm ones. Ugh. Dude, it was like drinking that syrup that makes you vomit immediately. Right. I did it and immediately got wet mouth, ran to the bathroom. Dude, all bad. But I could still go back to Jaeger. But I had that bad experience with tequila, have not been able to go back. So when you say you can't go back to B-dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings, and you can't go back to Oreos and you can't go back to peanut butter, like I get it. Because sometimes it could just be the smell of it and you're just like, nope, never again. Yeah. There's something about it like, even having to even ingest it just disgusts me. Like I'm like ready to throw up. Like the rock with cod. <laughs> Which by the way, Jeff, right now, somewhere, the rock is cashing a check. Right now, somewhere, the rock is acting. <laughs> or looking in a mirror, flexing. <laughs> That's what I do. If I look like the rock, I would just like stand in front of a mirror all day like the narcissist. Yeah, it's funny, dude, because there are some foods that I've eaten in the past, and I've talked about it on the show, peanut butter, Oreos, Sabaro's Pizza is another one. Oh, how funny. That's Michael Scott's favorite pizza. Who's Michael Scott? Oh, wow. You're going to get so much hate mail for that. You're going to be so embarrassed. He has two first names, so he's got to be cool. <laughs> it's the office guy. Oh, is that who that is? Yes. That's his yeah. favorite New York pizza, Sabaro's. Oh, ugh. Yeah, that's the joke. Makes me hate that show even more now. Uh, wow, your hate mail just doubled. <laughs> I can hear Justin Summers typing or uh, sorry, yeah. t- talking into his mic. <laughs> keyboard warriors everywhere are slamming their keyboards on the table and angrily typing at you. <laughs> uh, so anyways, JT, that's why I cannot go back to those because the thought of it or just even ingesting it. Ugh. Anyways, sorry, now that I've got that off my chest... What's your guys' favorite retro sports game? Throwing it back to the PS2, my two favorites are NHL 2K8 and MLB 2K5 Baseball. NHL 2K8 was my first NHL video game, and what I really liked about it is it had classic teams you could unlock and play as. I forget all the teams, but I know the Flyers from 75 and Buffalo were two options. MLB 2K5, the same deal. First baseball game, classic teams and stadiums, and the game just felt so easy to pick up and play. But what's yours? Mine is Madden 05. I played the hell out of Madden 05 on the PS2. Crazy. I would stay up so late, maybe about 1 or 2 in the morning, playing Madden 05. Minute I got home from work, I would be right back playing Madden 05. I was obsessed with Madden, um, especially from the years of... I would say 95, 96 to 05, 
I was hooked on Madden. I, there was just something about it. Other fun retro games that I loved, Ken Griffey uh, Baseball for the Super Nintendo. That game was so much fun, dude. RBI Baseball for yes. the Nintendo. Any of them. It, one, two, three, four, you name it, we played it. NHL 93. Was it 93 or 94 that we played the hell out of? Uh, that's the one I was going to say actually was NHL 94. We played that so much. That's the one I talked to CM Punk about at StarCast. Oh, nice. I talked to him about NHL 94. <laughs> that's awesome. What a weird I, conversation to have with CM Punk. I don't even know how I got on that conversation. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, any of the NHL series, we played a lot of NHL, especially on the PS2, PS1 uh sega genesis we played the hell out of them a fun game was rugby remember we played the hell out of rugby yes ea sports rugby um how about charles barkley shut up and jam i don't remember playing that one you don't remember that oh dude we used to get in fights over that like threatening to throw somebody out the second story window (laughs) it got that bad oh yeah and we played on the genesis and we had the multi-tap with four of us going because remember we play nhl 94 four players but Barkley shut up and jam. Oh man, we played that thing to death to where people were getting angry at each other. Like Nick <laughs> would get so pissed at you, dude. I don't remember that. I remember the Sega Genesis when it first, when NBA games first started coming out, they weren't called NBA Live or whatever it was. No, it was uh, the championship teams. Yes, it was like Lakers versus Celtics or Bulls versus Blazers or yes. Bulls versus Lakers. They actually named them after the championship teams. Yep, and it would only include the playoff teams. Those games were so much fun, dude. Yeah, they were. I remember when you had to hit a certain spot and Jordan would do an air reverse. Yes, exactly. And that kind of spawned what was NBA Jam. Because remember, certain spots on the floor with certain players would trigger something. But yeah, that was one of the first games to ever feature that. Yep. Oh, dude, those were so much fun to play. I remember in Madden, early Maddens, the ambulance would drive out if somebody got injured, but it would run over players. Everybody in the way would be run over by the ambulance to pick up the one guy that was hurt. Oh, yeah. So those are some fun retro games. What about you, Scott? So I'm going to go way back to the NES and go baseball stars where you could actually customize teams and they had all-star teams on there and they would put subtle names in like you'd have Babe Ruth in the game, but he'd be called something else. But if you were wise to baseball, you knew who was who. So that was one of my favorites. Bases loaded. Of course you and I played that a ton. You mentioned RBI. So that rounds out baseball for me. Madden would be the first one for the Genesis. I played that a ton. Going into hockey would be NHL 94, as you said. And basketball, as much as I love the Bulls versus Lakers games and Bulls versus Blazers, Lakers versus Celtics and whatnot, it would have to be NBA Live 95 because it had all of the teams in it. So you could go from the worst team to the best team in the league. It had all-star teams, every player in it. NBA Live 95, I loved. Loved rugby because remember somebody had tried to run with the ball and get tackled and lose it and we'd yell at them. Yeah. Because we'd do four players on that. We'd be screaming at each other. But I think the game we had maybe the most fun with as a multiplayer, like a four-player game, FIFA. Oh, yeah, FIFA Soccer. We played the hell out of that one. Do you remember me and you and Randy sitting around your old place in San Leandro playing FIFA for, I think, the PS2? It was the World Cup one? Yep. And we'd get to the finals. It may have even be me, you, Randy, and Sean. And we'd get to the finals, and somehow we'd manage to lose 
every single time we'd get to the finals. Like, we'd play through all of the brackets, all of the qualifying. We'd get into it. We'd beat everybody. We'd get to the final, and we'd lose. And we'd all kind of sit there like... Dejected. Yeah, dejected. Like, we had just lost a major championship. That was so much fun. (laughs) Well, playing it and reminiscing about it is fun. Not losing in the championship, sitting there for three hours going through each bracket <laughs> yeah. because you have, you have to qualify to go to, into the tournament, you know, and we would do that. And then we get into the tournament, we go through the semifinals, we go into the finals and it was like, we lose three to two. I remember Randy would get so pissed. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Those are good times. Thanks JT. That was fun to reminisce about those games. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, that was great times. Thank you, JT. And Scott, that rounds out episode 284. And Scott, you're catching... Oh, no, you're not catching a flight to Vegas. You're driving. Yeah, we're making that drive. That's a, what, a 10 to 11 hour drive? Shannon says it's eight hours. But we're going to have my oldest and youngest in the car with us. We're taking both kids. And there's going to have to be potty breaks. There's probably going to have to be a food break. Because we're leaving at like 3 a.m. So... I don't know. I'm figuring we'll get there by like one or two tomorrow. I don't think it's eight hours, dude. That's what I keep saying, but Shannon's insisting it's eight hours. I mean, if, I, I mean, if you guys floor it like 95 all the way there, maybe. Well, I wouldn't call her a lead foot, but she can be a determined driver. So I'm <laughs> definitely going to time it. I want to see how long it takes. You guys are looking at your phones to see if you're chalking off time, you know? Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like that's a total dad move. Like we're making good time, guys. No stops. <laughs> Originally, it's going to say you're going to get there by 2.30 tomorrow. But by the time you actually get there, it's going to be like 2.28. And you're like, yeah, see? <laughs> we made <laughs> it by the whole two minutes, baby. Uh, whole two minutes. Anyways, drive safe on your way to Vegas. Thank you, brother. Hopefully you hit up some pool party. Make sure you wear your sunglasses so, uh, you know, when you're walking by pool parties. Yeah, don't get caught looking. I got you. I smell what you're cooking. Yeah, them guys out there wear some skimpy stuff, dude. <laughs> I just don't want to see any ball froze. <laughs> well, I'll see that. We're good. He must work out. <laughs> he must eat a lot of cod. Anyways. <laughs> a lot of what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> so, anyways, let's head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com where you guys can check out the... <laughs> the card... <laughs> cod with a d <laughs> oh man the carded at loose prices for ljn's galoobs hasbro's just toys bendoms defining moments and retros so head on over to wrestling charlie tracker if you are in the hunt for any of those and you can kind of see what the average prices are again wrestling toy tracker.com i'm gonna throw it over to our pals breaker and bane you know breaker and bane's power hour you know it's you know it's fake right and Power Hour Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Check out our buddies Doing the Favor and check out their website, doingthefavor.com. Skews, UPCs, and check out their shows over there. I talked about him earlier. Steve over at the PPW podcast called me a dick. <laughs> no, he misspelled Keith as your middle name. But we want you to check out the show Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast where they just talked about SummerSlam 1990. They actually said that was an excellent show and now i kind of want to go back and watch it and i think i'm going to that was the heart foundation versus demolition where heart foundation became two-time champions yep they said that was their favorite match on the show actually it was my favorite as well and one that i recreated quite a bit 
when I would have the Heart Foundation LJNs face off against the powers of demolition. Well, they actually pointed out that a lot of these guys, most of these guys, had Hasbros in this SummerSlam. So you could go in and recreate the Hasbro with Hasbros this card. And see, that's awesome. When you can do an entire pay-per-view or near an entire pay-per-view with a line of figures, that's awesome. Yep. So again, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Check out our three buddies, our good friends, Sheena, Marco, Seth, over at the Chick-fil-A Show. And again, always check out their Facebook group. That's a lot, a lot of fun. You heard Justin earlier talking about Celebrity Deathmatch. Check out his show, Wrestling Cheers, where he does fun interviews over at Wrestling Cheers. Check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant. Our good buddies, Rucker and Marty over at Boots of the Face. Tim over at Pulling Up a Chair. He actually did an episode with Brian Clark, a.k.a. Adam Baum. And Scott, Drunk Wrestling History. What you got? Yes, Drunk Wrestling History. Give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. We just recorded a whole bunch of episodes last night. Had a good time doing it. The episode that dropped this past Friday is going to be King of the Ring 1996. It's a celebration of the birth of the Stone Cold Steve Austin character from his coronation as King of the Ring, the the speech that basically kicked off the Attitude Era. So it's a big celebration of that. We had a blast doing it. It's a fun episode. Give it a listen. It's our longest episode to date. So give yourself an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours. Sit down, check it out. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts at. And we are wrestling underscore drunk on Twitter. Well, we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Why do you guys have a bell, the last call bell? Are you asking because we always ignore it? Basically, this... Uh, okay, so we're recording the Saturday after you guys released the... Uh, which episode was that? Uh, Rumble 2005. R- Rumble 2005. Yes. I think you guys went 25 or 30... About 20 to 25 minutes after the fi- last call bell. Yes. So we tried to do that about the 45-minute mark. Because we try to keep our episodes right about an hour. Okay. But we're jerks. We drink and we start running at the mouth and nobody's there to like smack us in the head with a chair for ignoring the bell. So it's it's just there to let us know that it's 45 minutes. But the thing is, when you start talking and drinking more, you kind of forget that you heard the bell. And that's really how last night's King of the Ring that we recorded turned into almost a two-hour episode. We had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Eddie's recording it, or he's uh, doing the editing on it today, and he's listening back to it, and he said it's a blast. So give it a listen. It's a fun episode. All right, all right. Because, yeah, you guys hit the bell, and then you guys still had, like, two or three matches left on the Rumble 05. <laughs> yeah, including Which, the Rumble match itself. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of funny, but I was just wondering why you guys always ignore the bell or why you guys even have the bell. So what we did during the King of the Ring episode to kind of pay homage to Austin is Eddie and I each had a four-pack of um, the Broken Skull IPA. Uh, uh-huh. And we each had a cooler in the room with the cans. And our goal was to drink three 16-ounce cans of the Broken Skull IPA. So it'll be interesting to listen through to see who was able to do it, if we were both able to do it, or if somebody wasn't able to do it. Well, go check out Drunk Wrestling History and check out their Rumble 05 episode as well. Adam did a great job hosting that, so... Again, Drunk Wrestling History, and also check out our buddies Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, two great people over there. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yeah, going to throw it out to the amazing Jason Wolf, 
You need to get in touch with this dude if you need some artwork done. He's incredible. Head over to his website, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com, or follow his social media accounts at The Art of Jason Wolf. Again, if you need artwork of any type, hit up Jason. He does amazing work. Or just stay tuned to his social media because he does custom Hasbros as well that come out looking fantastic. And I can vouch for that because I own the Road Warriors and I love them. So stay tuned to his social media for announcements on custom figures. Or if you need artwork, head over to his website, doyledraws.com. Get in touch with the man himself. And I'll round it out. I just wanted to say a thank you to Dougie Nunya from the Chick Foley group who did post that image of the Ultimate Editions. The rumors, as you discussed in the news, Jeff, that was from Dougie. So I wanted to thank him for posting that. Want to throw it out to Tim at Pulling Up a Chair. Great podcast. Go give that Adam Bomb interview episode a listen. And... That rounds out roll call. And that rounds out episode 284. Dude, it was funny. We were like, I don't know how long that show's going to be that we were just doing two days later. And I'm looking at the timer after editing and everything. It'll probably be shrunk down to about an hour 15, I believe. <laughs> we went so, longer than like the episode we did the other night. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Gosh. That we were quote unquote more well prepared for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? We're, we were very well prepared for this episode. I guess so. We're almost at, well... After editing, it'll be about an hour 15, but we're almost at two hours right now. So, yeah, we're, we're professionals. We know how to BS our way through a show. Hey, no, no, no. We know how to be professional through a show. Oh, that's true. This is Very all true. planned. <laughs> so, Scott, for episode 284, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 284. Scott, be safe driving down to Vegas. Thank you, brother. Win me lots of money, please. I will try. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Holy Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.